0: Greetings and welcome to today's episode of Speak the Universe Listens. Today's topic is getting to the other side of grief. And I have with me Deborah. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you (laughs) for having me. Yes, welcome. Thank you. So um, I did actually want to delve into the topic of grief because that is a question that people ask a lot. Like Mm -hmm. how... So you pick up the pieces mm-hmm. after you um, have lost a loved one
1: right yes and you're right that is something that everyone experiences around the world and it's one of the many stages of emotion I think sometimes losing someone close to you initially you're in shock and grief comes soon after um, and the process of getting over grief can look different for everyone Mm -hmm. Um, you know but it's all to me in my opinion I think it's all about um, being honest with yourself and how you feel Mm -hmm. and recognizing that how you feel is valid Mm -hmm. it's okay Mm -hmm. Um, so sitting with those feelings and listening to yourself listening to paying attention to your body and how those emotions are making you feel um, that's one way to start the process Mm -hmm. of getting to the other side of grief but knowing that it's normal um, there's different things that may come up um, in you while you're going through grief Um, but they're all they're all normal emotions Mm -hmm. and there is a other side to it. So yeah. that's the important thing to remember and hold on to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I actually think that getting over grief, moving past it, starts before any you've lost anyone mm-hmm. and um, in terms of your mindset and your thinking right. and how you're framing the loss of a loved one. And I actually realized this back in 2006 because my mom lost her best friend and so but prior to it her her best friend was in the hospital and we were there and they at the time the nurses say that my mom's best friend probably wouldn't live more than two more hours and so it might have been like mm, maybe eight nine o'clock at night wow and so we sat there all night and her, she just continued to live through the night. And so, at like seven or eight o'clock the next morning, I had to go pump, put, to, um, you know, pay the toll, pay what is it called? Like anyway, pay for parking, right? Um, for my car, right? And so when I left, and I wasn't gone for more than ten minutes, right? When I came back, my mom's friend had passed. Wow. And so my mother told me, she said that people don't die just in front of anybody.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: So it was like she waited for me to leave. Oh wow. It's <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Wow. It yeah. Is. And so after that happened, you know, maybe after about ten, fifteen minutes, my mom was like, You ready to go? And I'm like, No. Like, how can you leave her? Yeah. How can you leave her here? Like, I can't leave her here. Right. And my mom was like, no, she's gone. Like, that's just a shell. She's, she's gone. Mm. And it was like once I framed it like that in my mind, like, okay, that's just a body, but her friend is, right. is gone. Right. Then I was able to leave, mm. and during that same time, There was another family member um, that passed as well and was close to someone else closer to someone else than the rest of us and so i noticed that the other family member was really suffering Mm. wherein my mom was in pain
1: yes
0: and i noticed that there's a difference between pain and suffering Mm. and so i just really kind of observe that mm-hmm. in that situation as well in other situations and what are the people who are suffering what are they telling themselves mm-hmm. versus the people who are in pain right
1: yeah exactly <laughs> yes yeah that is a, that is important an important distinction mm-hmm. and i never looked at it that way but yeah the process of getting over grief or getting to the other side of it definitely depends on what you're thinking Mm -hmm. and what you're telling yourself about the situation Um, that's why they say like suppressing it or ignoring it is not helpful Mm -hmm. because you know it just it will pop up it will rise at the wrong moment you know Um, the emotion that you need to relieve or the emotion that you need to allow yourself to to have from grief needs to not be suppressed mm-hmm. and yeah. needs to be um, dealt with in a healthy manner so yeah no negative thoughts on top of the <laughs> emotions that you're already feeling that would lead to pain that mm-hmm. and that's what you were saying in your your mom's friend yes yeah.
0: and so um I think like at some point in my life, because I've lost people who were close to me, but no one that's really close to me. You know, like I, I've lost a parent. Right. Oh. But my parent wasn't the parent that raised me. Okay. So he was. I was. I felt close to my dad, but not really close. Right. Um. And I've lost a couple of friends. Right. Um. But you know, when you think about losing a child or oh, a spouse yeah. or, you know, your parent that raised you, you know, right. That's like a whole different, different level. level
1: absolutely
0: and um i was really thinking about that a few years ago like how i don't think you can really prepare prepare yourself right. for that but how can you make it so that you can still be okay yeah because i know how i was feeling um back in 2014 my mom she actually had a stroke
1: wow.
0: and Actually I'm not going to be able to tell you this story right now because I'm probably about to start crying okay, <laughs> but okay. um I realized back then that had she not made it that I wouldn't have made it either mm. and I realized that um you know, the same with my husband, sure, and so I was like, how can I go through a process now right that would help me to make it
1: right when,
0: if that should ever happen mm-hmm. um And so I just started reprogramming my brain Mm -hmm. and what does death mean to me and Mm -hmm. making a decision on what it is right? um, in terms of, you know, what's happening to them. Are they going someplace great Mm -hmm. or is it someplace bad? Is it a sad occasion for Mm -hmm. them or is it something that should be celebrated? Mm. Um, And, you know, you had actually made a comment earlier in um, another podcast. You had mentioned that we are... um, we are spiritual beings mm-hmm. having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And when I think of it like that, and I think of what my mom said about, you know, that's just a shell. Right. You know, she's already gone. And so I started reprogramming my brain right. that, okay, they haven't died. Yes. The person hasn't died. Um, they're just not physically here anymore. Exactly. And so when I think of it like that, It makes it bearable for me like I can I can see that if they're okay Mm -hmm. then I think I can be okay so the first part is making sure they're okay then the second part for me anyway would be now how can I figure out how to live the rest of my life Mm
1: -hmm. without
0: them physically being present
1: right that's so beautifully put and that's such a a unique and healthy way you know to look at the human experience to look at life um, and and the fact that you mentioned like reprogramming <laughs> because most people the majority of people have a negative connotation when it comes to losing yeah. a loved one and that keeps them stuck in that grief mode when it actually happens they're not able to move past that move forward because of the recording in their head on you know, um, how they're supposed to feel or how they had planned to feel when that person passes. So thank you for sharing that. You know, that's a wonderful process. I don't even, I hadn't even thought, um, that much into, you know, looking at how I deal with grief in that way. Um, I, I've lost, Several people in my family, um, people that I was close to or not so close to, and it's kind of somewhere in the middle. And again, if I were to think of that, you know, um, losing someone now or how I felt in the past, you know, it is um, very easy to slip back into that being sad mode. But it's a little different, lov- a little different of a level of. of sadness in comparison to grief you know I think grief those moments linger a lot Mm -hmm. longer and then sadness is sometimes just like you said thinking of the possibility or thinking of the moment when you were sad and you're kind of able to let that emotion pass Mm -hmm. but um yeah and it's what you've done is, I think, is really important for a lot of people to sit and evaluate. You know what that process is going to look like for them, because mm-hmm. it's unique to everyone mm-hmm. and how you deal with it. Um, and like I said, I hadn't thought about it, so it makes me, you know, want to do take some more time out. Um, so because that day will come, it's mm-hmm. inevitable uh, for everyone to experience it on some level, and that would be. You know just like having the foresight to or you know the, the wherewithal to look ahead and prepare yourself for that mm-hmm. so that when you're here missing your loved one you can still continue to live life in a way that they would want mm-hmm. you to because everyone says that they don't, don't cry for me when i'm gone <laughs> you know live life i don't want you grieving and they really don't right. um so yeah.
0: I think it's so cool when I hear stories about people whose loved ones have passed, but they're still communicating with them. Oh,
1: yeah, and that gives me chills. Yeah, I've my, heard um, those stories, too. My
0: sister-in-law, she actually lost her mom um, maybe like maybe a year and a half ago, but probably that the month or maybe within two months of losing her mom. I asked her, I was like, do you ever, you know hear from your mom or have you had any visions or mm-hmm. anything like that she said she said my mom is always present she was like always and i'm just like mom <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like,
1: can you give
0: me some space please <laughs> wow yeah
1: <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> that's all say. mom you better not do that to me don't <laughs> always be present but no i i understand how that can work you know it's definitely a mindset and the connection. I think you. I'm assuming that you have to, you know, in a way, be open to that, mm-hmm, yeah. um, to wanting that, and yeah, and it can be a beautiful thing, very comforting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I changed my mind. You can, <laughs> you can always be around, Mom. Don't <laughs> believe leaving me anytime soon. But right. <laughs> but again, just in the reality of it, it will come to pass. Hopefully, a long, 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 long time from now. But that is a way to prepare for, you know, the grieving process is to remind yourself that you always can have that connection anytime you want it mm-hmm. with that close family member, you know, yeah. with the people that were here and, and now they fast on. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Yeah. So <laughs> she she's always around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how do you recommend um, or suggest or any ideals for picking up the pieces for yourself?
1: Wow. Um, to pick up the pieces for myself just trying to think back on what I did do and and mostly it was just allowing myself to feel that emotion mm-hmm. I thought that was really important for me because I'm a very sensitive person anyway mm-hmm. um, I pick up on vibrations of other people very easily so it's, it's that makes it even more important for me to be in tune with my own emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so just giving myself permission and not judging myself, mm-hmm. not yes. judging the feelings that come mm-hmm. or the emotions that come up and, you know, doing healthy things to allow me to sit with those emotions but then not dwell on them. Mm-hmm. So journaling, um, even just having that time and space to sit with other family members and talk about the memories mm-hmm. the, the good things you know it's a part of that transition mm-hmm. of still understanding the sadness that comes along with it but you know um, rewriting like you said the thoughts in your head about the grieving process yeah. Yeah.
0: you know back in 2006 I, I had traveled to Africa and one of the people that traveled along with me she had lost her husband and her three sons mm. in a you know, car accident, wow. so all at the same time. And she had actually lost them in 2002, but of course she was still
1: yes
0: in a state of grieving mm-hmm. um, when I met her in 2006. And I just recently heard her speak, and um, she was speaking about wow everything that had happened and how she has come to this place in her life now. She's in a place full of joy. Wow. And um, just really taking us through the steps of how it was just that day, you know, everything that led up to it, you wow. know, that whole week prior to them passing on. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, she said was her sons were asking her about heaven the week before.
1: Really? Yeah. The ones who passed? Yes.
0: So they were asking her questions, and so she was like, "Well, of course, I didn't know the answers, but I was just making up things to kind of console them." And um, so her son's birthday was coming up, and so one of her sons was like, "Do they celebrate birthdays in heaven? You know?" And so she's like, "Yes, you know, they have the best birthday, you know, so Mm -hmm. things like that." And so um, one of her sons said, "If you and Dad were to die," would it be okay for us to be sad? Would it be okay for us to cry? She said, of course, it'd be okay for you to cry, but don't cry for too long. She said, "Um, go outside, when you feel sad, go outside and look up in the sky Mm. and the two brightest stars, those are gonna be me and your dad looking down on you. And so, fast forward. So he he actually died before his birthday. So his birthday was the following week from when she was um, when he was asking the questions. And so he died before the birthday. And um, but at any rate, at some point, you know, she was you know just in a state of grief, and she heard his voice, wow. and he said, "It's okay to cry, but don't cry too long, because we're okay." <laughs> wow. And um. And at any rate, she was saying that she relied on, that she was like, there's no words that humans can say to console. There's nothing. She mm-hmm. was like, people want to help you, but they mm-hmm. can't. And so she said she just basically ra- relied on God and, um, you know, God's power, yes. um, God's presence.
1: Absolutely. And
0: then God's promises.
1: Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. I was holding the tears back. (laughs) Man, but Mm -hmm. it has such a beautiful um, point to it, like a beautiful lesson, Mm -hmm. you know? Wow, very nice. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. So is there anything, um, any ways that you can see death actually been an inspiring thing.
1: Yes, I can. Um, although it can be hard to, you know, experience the loss of someone you love or that you're close to, it has a way of um, reminding you to appreciate your life while you're here. You mm-hmm. know, and and do, you know if it always catches you off guard. People can never be prepared for it, right? Mm-hmm. But it can remind you to um, make things right before it's your turn, um, love those around you a little stronger, mm-hmm. and just to learn to appreciate you know, the time that you have here while you have it. Mm-hmm. And to not even really dwell upon or worry about when your last breath will be your last, mm-hmm. because you don't know. And you know, in the moment that you have now, that doesn't really matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Elsie. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for
1: joining me thank on this you for conversation. Me again. Yes, That yes. was yeah. a good topic.
0: It, it was a good yeah. topic, and I hope um, there's something that you all can take from this conversation with Deborah, and um, Stay tuned. We we'll look forward to seeing you next week. And make sure you check out my website at ourvetmcclain.com. Till next time. Bye. Bye.